It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Motherfucker Podcast Yeah, motherfucker yeah. <laughs> the motherfucking podcast. You know what what's that's good, that's man? You mean shit, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That's black folks' meaning, you know what I'm saying? I add a motherfucker. Exclamation point. So you ignorant niggas hear me. Remember you know what that? You say what? Yeah. That's an old Lauren line. What did you say? On, um, she said, uh, I add a motherfucker so you ignorant niggas hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I always yeah, thought yeah. that was a hell of a lot. You know, when you, get, when you get smart, you start, you know what I'm saying? That's the ignorant shit. But yeah. Motherfucker. Is yeah, but I get feeling. it. It's intentional. Right, right. The intention of the motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, nah, this is directed. Yeah. Directed energy, man. <laughs> What's good? Ah, man, life is good. Life is good. Shit. Sun is shining. It's the holidays. You know what I'm saying? People, mm. people run around happy, spending money. You know what I'm saying? Traffic is thicker. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, shit, the list is, is, is a sending list and shit. And mm. it's about that time. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tis, yeah. I mean, shit. Less than a week away. Yeah, yeah. As they would say, the tis the season. So. To be jolly. You know, even, even yeah. when you don't celebrate Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're still, in, you're an American, so you're still affected by the season. And, you know, when everybody's feeling good, you know, it feels a different kind of way. Just got to watch out for the jackers. But other than that, mm. life is good, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Then we coming up on the holidays, getting ready for, you know, some little gatherings, you know. Uh, got the mind laws for, for the Christmas, you know what I'm saying? Then we... And trying something new this year. I think they're going with the seafood diet as opposed to the Thanksgiving spread, <laughs> the black soul mm. food spread, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. See how we pull that off. I, I just be wondering, like, what's the centerpiece dish? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You, know, you, got, you got the seafood dinner. Is it? A big ass slab of salmon laying across the middle, or <laughs> how, you, mm-hmm. how you how you deal with that part? That's that's gonna be interesting, right? And or then some lobster, yeah, yeah, that might be cool. Yeah. And then um, <clears throat> we we New Year's Eve, I mean Christmas Eve, we usually do it with my sister, so that's gonna be a situation. So that mm-hmm. should be fun. Old school Miami family get together on that day, so you know what I'm saying we'll, we'll be playing some Miami music and hopefully some conk or f- conk fritters will float through that motherfucker some kind of way, but we gonna see. Mm. <laughs> uh, sound cool. I still have never had any conk fritters. I gotta try that shit at one time next time I'm in Florida. I gotta see about that. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, Florida behind Whoop. Bahamas, shit like that. Yeah. What is, is tripe? Is it like no, is it conch. similar to tripe? Nah. So it, like what I mean is texture wise, is it like like is it closer to like whiting or is it closer to like ch- like what's the what's the chew on that shit? Tripe? I don't never had no tripe. That's a, a stomach or something. 
Yeah, that's stomach lining. Yeah, I never yeah, had really. that I don't shit, think man. I've had it either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know why I thought conch and tripe was like in the nah, same. Nah, nah. Conch is a snail of the sea. You know what I'm saying? You ever seen like uh-huh. the people on the Bahamas commercials blowing a shell? And like, oh, conch shell. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah a conch. yes, yes. Yeah, okay. so it's a snail okay. that, that, li- that used to live in that motherfucker. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, they've taken to, as a delicacy, Take take mm-hmm. out the snail, put it in a tenderizer a few times, and then you know put it either in a. Some people eat it raw like ceviche. Some people mm. make conch fritters. Some people make conch salad, which is like ceviche. Mm-hmm. And then cracked conch or fried conch is you know my go-to uh, delicacy with it. Um, it's a signature South Florida treat. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's probably Bahamian influenced. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the black soul food in Miami is really Bahamian influenced. So, like, you got conch, pigeon, peas, and rice. That's like a Bahamian okay. dish. But, you know what I'm saying? To black people in Miami, that's just a black dish. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's that's what it is conch, pigeon, peas, and rice. That's me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Shout shout out to my oh. my cousin, Auntie Regina. You know how your cousin be old enough to be your auntie. You know what I'm mm-hmm. she, she make a good she make a good ass conch pigeon peas and rice boy. Golly. Mm. Shout out to her. <laughs> yeah. Crack conch, what is that? Fried conch. So they basically tenderize oh, okay. it, cut it up in pieces, fry it, and then, you know, that's crack conch. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. So this is like this is like uh ocean escargot. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try it someday. I'm gonna I'm gonna see about it. I've heard about it. I hear the excitement. Particularly when you talk about it and people from Florida. It sounds like it's one of them things. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see about that. Yeah, man. Happy holidays. <laughs> FY, you know, happy holidays. It's funny. As you say it, you know, it don't feel like the holidays to me. Not as much. I mean, I see the, I'm starting to see the, not even starting to see, I've been seeing all of the decorations everywhere. Mm-hmm. But up here, one, the uh, the weather's like, it's, it's like 50 degrees, 60 degrees. Then it'll hit a quick 30 just to remind mm. you that it's winter, then spin right back and come back to a good 50 degrees. So, you know, there's no snow. So I don't really get, I see the little Christmas markets. I've been downtown, Union Square, you know, over by Bryant Park and all those. You see the people out there doing their Christmas markets. But for whatever reason, to me, it doesn't feel like Christmas. Um, I think a big portion of that, like you said, you got a list, a beautiful thing. That my family did maybe three, four years ago, maybe even longer than that. <clears throat> I guess since everybody is an adult now, we we had a pact where we're like, look, we're not going to do Christmas gifts. We're going to focus on birthdays and we're just going to kick it on Christmas. We're going to eat, we're going to watch a movie and we're going to enjoy life. So like, and like, I don't feel that pressure, that Christmas shopping pressure, all of that shit. Like it is... I I'm so disconnected to it. It feels amazing. 
to be totally honest with mm-hmm. you, Christmas feels like Monday to me. So that's what it mm-hmm. is. Outside of the fact, I think the one thing that may have me, and it's going to be last, not last minute, but the thing that will have me fill the season in some capacity is, you know, we do our, we do the hug fest every year on thanks. I mean, um, Christmas Eve. So we're going to do that. And that should, that should be kind of cool just to see the family. But other than that, it's very chill, very real laid back. I'm not tripping. Um, you know, I'm enjoying, I'm just, I'm, I'm more so enjoying just as it's slowing down. I got a few more shows till the end of the year. And then I'm just going to kind of lean into some of this chill time, watch some movies, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Eat something nice, you know, maybe take a ride or two, things like that. But like really chill. Like I could feel that this feel like the you know when you're watching a movie and you could feel the end coming to the movie? Like you're like, I right, know we should have been mm-hmm. about two hours, something like that. Like these credits should be coming up soon. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Like yeah. I feel like let okay, let's 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 yeah, let's just shut the door on this twenty twenty three thing. It's been it's been a good look. Happy I made it mm-hmm. so far. Happy I made it through. Hopefully make it to twenty twenty four. Let's roll these credits. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm ready. Play the music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you feel? Did you feel? You know, any accomplishment this year? I did. I felt some accomplishment. I felt some accomplishment. There were some things that I made some shifts and changes and things like that. So uh, I could feel the weight of it. I could feel like um, the changes that I've implemented and. You know, like I've noticed some motion that I wanted to create. It's it's not as uh I don't significant or immediate as I would have liked it to be, but I'm really like my mantra, I'm really on some slow motions better than no motion shit and giving myself grace no and really on some like put one foot in front of the other and embrace the uh embrace the play. You know what I'm saying? And it'd be like, but I, I'll not even embrace the play. Like, embrace the play, but embrace the present. Be grateful for what's going on in the present because that's all we got, you know? Like, the past mm-hmm. is over. The future is not, you know, it's not uh, guaranteed. So, in this moment, you got to make the most of this moment and, and, and be there for the moment because that's going to dictate what's next. So, yeah, I felt oh, like God. that. I felt like, um, I felt, uh, now I was talking to a friend of mine, and she used two words that I thought was really interesting: uh, tenacity and resilience. I was like, mm-hmm. I was joking. I was like, that sounds like some Mike Tyson shit. You know what I mean? But particularly <laughs> tenacity. But I felt that. Right. You know, like tenacity right. and right. resilience. You know, like right. you know, and then also just the fact that life is life is people are enduring this shit. You know, like on mm-hmm. on some level, everybody is dealing with something, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, I think there's, I don't say comfort, but it's just it, like there's things that, you know, you just realize like, you know, life, life is, you know, you're going to feel the weight of it. You know, you're going to feel, you're going to, mm-hmm. it's dynamic. You're going to feel every, 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 uh. 
up and down of it all, but that's what makes life life. You know, if the shit was just right. straight, straight across, that'd be flatline. You know, so um, right, right. yeah, I've been in, I've been, um, I've been learning. I've been learning. I've been learning. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been intentional about the learning, like just paying attention. And you know, man, I'm, I'm heavy at the library. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> I'm heavy at the library. I'm reading all types of memoirs and, you know, everything. Books, self-help books and things of that nature. Yeah, man. How about you? Uh, I was, I was, I was, man, I was in motion, man. I had, I had a lot of motion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I felt like, you know what I'm saying? Developed two shows that was in production. Um, Felt like you know what I'm saying, I was getting to it. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. getting to a to a good place, and then you know hit the wall July 25th. But it also felt like afterwards, you know, July 26th, it was like, damn, if the 25th was your last day, is all what you had done, you know what I'm saying, good enough for you? You know what I'm saying, up until that point, like just your collection of life what you wanted to represent you. And then, you know, you'd be like, hell nah, shit. I, I had a lot of shit I wanted to do, a lot of shit, more shit I wanted to do. I had a lot of ways that I wanted, you know, to be remembered. And I haven't gotten to them. So, really, you just take this next stage as a second, like a bonus, you know what I'm saying? Like, this the bonus. I get to, to try to get it right this time. You know what I'm saying, and and what is, what is it to do to get right, and and like all this time you got, you know, getting rest and getting back to your feet. You think about that. What is what is the right that you want to do, and and you know I don't have it figured out, but I got down know that that's omnipresent. The top of head every day you wake up you like you want to do it right every decision you make you like shit I want to do this shit right I don't need to do shit that I felt wasn't right in my first life again in my second life I learned my lesson you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. so not saying that you won't make no mistakes and that you won't you know learn new lessons or you know what I'm saying bump your head even but I want to try to get the going out right. You know what I mean? Whenever the fuck that day is. If it's tomorrow or sometimes way in the future. Don't matter. You know what I'm saying? You got another spot, another shot at it. And that's 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 where I'm at. Like rolling into the holidays, first of all, it's like shit. I'm glad to, to be able to see another one. You know what I'm saying? Try to do it, you know, to make my, put some smiles on people's faces. You know what I mean? And then top of year get back to it, see if I could create motion in the way of how I want the motion to go. And that's why I'm at with it. I'm I'm just, you motherfucking thankful. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's the reason for a lot of this shit. But at the end, in real life will make you thankful. You know what I'm saying? If you're paying attention. And I'm paying attention right now. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what's up. That's the testimony. Yeah, Just keep you know. <laughs> nah. I ain't laughing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's real. Nah, I'm just it's just you know sometimes you you say shit you don't even know what you be saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just be coming out. 
it was open your mouth and shit started just coming out. So I was just rethinking what I said when I laughed. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it's an understatement. What I said was an understatement of to how I really feel. You know what I mean? How it really feels is very on you. It's very present. It's very heavy. Mm-hmm. And then you just say it like it's nothing. Right. But it's really, if you're listening, I don't know if you if you paying attention or if you going through it yourself. You know, this is this real, and it's not like a, a easy little task to to even have a thought or to be able to have a thought. It's a heavy task of saying, damn. I'm responsible for all that I am and all that I want to see. And it's nobody, nobody else responsible for it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody in your way. You might have people that might not like it, might not agree, but you are responsible for that shit regardless. And it's easy to just, you know, tiptoe through life and dance through life and, it's the white man's fault, or, or I ain't had this, I ain't had a credit, or, you know what I'm saying? It's easy to do that shit. But when it's over, that shit's your fault, or not. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, is what you did. And that's the heavy part, because you got to be able to, to, to take that weight and, and do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you comfortable with that? I'm very comfortable with it. I thought I was way more comfortable with it, you know what I'm saying, before, except for, you know what I'm saying, when you had to look back, you look back and be like, yeah, I did this because of that, and I was, you know what I'm saying, trying to make, you know what I'm saying, things be a certain kind of way. And in the end, nigga, just motherfucker be responsible for your life, and nigga, do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, people going to be mad. Yes, you gonna have to break through obstacles. Yes, that shit gonna seem tough, but it ain't no other way. Like you, you halfway doing it. You, you three quarters of the way doing it. You know what I'm saying? I just take the other motherfucking quarter and put it in your mix and just do it all the way, one hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Get that shit. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. No, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to do that shit. Yeah. You just got to, and, and it takes, is you know, it takes time to get to that. It takes time to get to that because that's right. like, uh, you know, you got to undo a whole lot of shit. And it's certain things are like knee jerk, you know, muscle memory. Yeah. Like, you know, it's almost like, um, yeah, it's like trying, it's like trying to drive, but you still got your foot on the brake every so often. You know, you gotta go all in. Mm-hmm. You gotta go all the fucking way in, yeah. and, and and you know, yeah. and hope to just drive. You know what I'm saying? Don't think about the crash. Think about the ride. You know. Yeah. You know. You know. It's just time. Like time, a lot of times, you get to feel like you got time. Mm. I do that shit tomorrow. I do that shit next week. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing. Nothing is telling you that nah, nigga. This is the shade now. <laughs> Until you had to see it that way, and you be like, "Damn, just like that, right?" Gee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, you move. Yeah, that makes me think about like that's why 
what I was saying, like being present, you know, like I'm trying to like focus on that because I know for myself, mm-hmm. I could put a whole lot of pressure on what I need to do or what I want to do or what I feel like I should be doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and compound it with whatever type of reference points I could use to inform that idea, whether that be age or opportunity or whatever, right? And um, like I said, I just try to be present, take inventory in the moment. And not even always inventory, but just how it feels. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not as sophisticated mm-hmm. as the inventory. Cause sometimes I think of an inventory, I'm thinking about ticking off like a checklist and okay you know like you know like when you think about a a pilot about to fly a plane they looking around they're like okay take that and like i don't even want to be that (laughs) detailed with it i just want to be more about how's that shit feel in the moment what does it feel in the most simple essence of it all just try to be connected to that am i connected to this moment right um Without all of the other shit, I was um, I was listening to Kevin Hart have this interview, and somebody asked him. He was like, "Yo, how do you?" It was like another comedian. He was like, "Yo, how do you um continue to perform at such a top level, you know, at such a high level, and consistently again and again at a high level without feeling burnt out, you know, you know, but consistently at this high level." And he was like, "Um," he said, "Cause I don't." I don't look at it as performing at a high level. He was like, uh, I don't put that pressure on myself. He was like, you know, my mm-hmm. job is to to make people laugh and to have fun. He says, you know, and if people are laughing and I'm having fun, then my job is done, you know? And then that's it. And I, I really felt that because it definitely is times in, in, you know, damn near every show. But anytime I'm performing on mm-hmm. some shit, I'm like, all right, I gotta, this gotta be the one. Not even the one, but like, this shit here, like, you just, at some point, you just have to trust what you got, trust what you bring, realize what you have is enough, and like, and lean into that shit step into that shit like sometimes i think for me there's like this 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 desire of like not desire but this um this thing of like it's cool for now but then i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna add that and i'm gonna add that and i'm gonna add this and then Mm -hmm. this is going you know what i mean and at this point it's gonna be you know it kind of it kind of keeps you keeps me far away from like uh, accepting what's going on in the moment and feeling that shit, being disconnected, mm-hmm. keeping the shit feeling like more like a blur than a moment. You know what I mean? And it's just like mm-hmm. live in the moment, enjoy the shit, da 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 da, and have fun. And you know, like, cause you know, I I know myself, I could get caught up in like, all right, that was cool. How could I change that? How can I how could I tweak that? How can I make that better? Or like if I get off stage, people are like, yo, that shit was funny, man. That was good shit. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know, nah, I appreciate that. Yo, that one bitch you said, yeah, nah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to work that out. I'm figuring it out. Da-da-da-da. It's like, I, you know, you could do all of that, but also feel be connected to what was just done. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's a um it's a process though. Cause there's this um 
you know, I, I think there's this um, idea sometimes that I have, like I'm trying to like, um, or like there's this oh this desire to like level up, level up, level up, level up, level up, you know, and mm-hmm. not to say that that's not uh, a want, but. I don't want it in the way that I'm never satisfied with the level that I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause then it's just, it's almost, it's almost fruitless. It's just a, it's a treadmill, you know? Like, so it's just like, enjoy this shit and just keep enjoying this shit. And I think that's what kind of, for me, I think that would be what informs a lot of, uh, That'll that'll be more about the payoff, or you know what I mean, or not even looking at it as the payoff. Like the payoff is is here. The opportunity is the payoff is the opportunity. I just enjoy that opportunity, mm-hmm. you know. But um, yeah, so that's that. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it's the normal heady ass twenty five minutes of in the conversation. <laughs> it is nah, what it is. Man, I enjoy listen, it. It is listen. what it is. I'm linked into it. This is what we do. But uh <laughs> listen, man. Like you said, you've been reading books in the library. Uh-huh. And you know what I'm saying? I have taken to, you know, trying to play like some interviews and podcasts and shit like that mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Just as I'm doing shit, you know what I'm saying? Shit move a lot slower than it used to. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I understand. I've been listening to a lot of heady shit. That's probably why, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> I'm coming off heady. Mm-hmm. You know. But at the end of the day, shit, it is what it is. That's what it is. Um, but shit, I'll be, uh, you got damn John Morant coming back tonight, so I'll be enjoying some of that shit. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he dunking on some niggas again. You know, he going, he, he been waiting to bang on motherfuckers. I saw a photo. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I saw a meme with him and the gun. It was like, how many shots is he going to let off tonight? Some old silly shit. But uh, yeah, I I didn't even realize. Funny enough, like I knew, I just I forgot that you know they they kind of had him sitting for a while, cause I was like, mm-hmm. how come I ain't hearing about him in the, like the news, the the sports media and the circuit? Like I ain't seeing no highlights or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, oh shit. So yeah, who is he playing tonight? Who's he? Who's the first game back against the, uh, the Pelicans? I don't know. I don't know. I ain't even think about that. Uh, okay, it don't even matter. Uh, Memphis. Yeah, I'm not sure who they play. Yeah. Grizzlies. L- let's see who they play. Stand by. Uh-huh. <clears throat> let's see. Uh, shit, I don't know. Pelicans. It is the Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I had a homie say he was going to New Orleans. <laughs> oh. Oh, halfway sports niggas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what I mean? Look, y'all know what it is. Y'all know what this is. <laughs> Casual <laughs> exactly. ass listeners. Stephen Z. Smith. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, shit, shit, man. But yeah, man. So that's that. That's cool, man. Good to... Good to that should be interesting. That should be interesting to see see how y'all come through. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about this shit. You know, like, uh, I see Scarface just had a, he just put out a new tiny desk. Or not a new tiny desk, mm-hmm. but Scarface just did a tiny desk. And I, I'm seeing the, 
You know, I'm seeing the people like raving about it. I'm hearing good things. Actually, the shit was allegedly so good. Like I saw people like raving before it even dropped. Like when this Scarface Tiny Desk dropped, y'all, ooh, y'all going. They, y'all. they saying it was the best one ever. That's what they saying. That's what, yeah, I guess that's what they said. I'm gonna tell you something about me and Tiny Desk. I might have said it here before. I don't really fuck with Tiny Desk. I don't really, and wow. I don't understand. I mean, I got a couple ideas why I don't fuck with it. It's not even, it's not even that hard a stance where it's like, I don't fuck with it. It's not that. It's just something about it. I don't really, it doesn't pull me in. You know what I mean? I've seen a couple of them as of late. Like for a while, it was like, I had never seen any of them. I was kind of all the way Somewhat resistant. I don't know if it's the the. the <laughs> you think it is a karaoke or some shit? Yeah, it's a karaoke, karaoke. The NPR of it all feels like some the white gays. You know what I'm saying? I don't think all hip hop <laughs> needs to be acoustic or with a backing mm-hmm. band. Like it's just the context of it just don't really line up to it. It's particularly mm-hmm. when it comes to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've mm-hmm. seen some of the... I've I've watched the Usher joint. You know, that was classic or whatever. That was the one that was running around. I've watched... Uh, I've watched some good ones. I'll be honest with you. I, did I not talk about that? I like the juvenile Tiny Desk. And I liked it because mm-hmm. he did not censor not one bit of that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He kept all of the profanity and all of that shit in there. You know what I mean? Uh, I might fuck around and watch this Scarface shit. But it's just something about it that makes me like, like I don't, I don't lean into it like everybody else. I just, for whatever reason, it's like a, I don't know. I can't. I, I've already kind of speculated on what it could be, but something about it does not make me press play. I see it, but I don't see it, as old Bevy Smith would say. I see it, and I don't see it. I keep it moving. I don't even add to watch mm-hmm. later. I just keep moving, keep scrolling. But uh, it was good, man. It was good. Yeah. Listen, <clears throat> Tiny Desk is what it is for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I salute NPR for really taking a step towards hip hop, even before it was a cool or a thing. Tiny, you know what I'm saying? Like, like even maybe 10, 11 years ago. They was doing like some album releases. You like, God damn, what the fuck NPR doing with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, they been on top. They been on top of some shit for a minute when nobody was looking. You know what I'm saying? So as Tiny Desk becomes a thing, they been doing that shit. You know, all kinds of music, all kinds of things. But they been laying their hand in it when when the hip hop media was in disarray. You know what I'm saying? They just stayed steady, stayed under the radar, stayed in their lane, and now they got a thing. Um, the acoustic thing in hip hop is a is a real a real fucking challenge, and it doesn't always play. Mm-hmm. But with the type of music that you know, juvenile, even Scarface makes, it it, it kind of lends itself to the band. You know what I'm saying? The band can still do its thing, mm-hmm. and you're going to lose the energy, but you're not going to lose the song, you know. I watch a lot of the Scarface. I watched maybe 30% of the Scarface. I was looking for the songs I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Yes, the acoustic did bring it down. You know what I'm saying? He is an older man. You already got a problem with the Martin Luther King flow, mm. which is way more pronounced now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> which, you know, yeah. makes makes for good Scarface, but I can see why you don't fuck with it. Mm. Uh, I had one problem right, with ahead. the Scarface. Talk about it, thing. please. I mean, one, pro- one problem with, with niggas performing with bands anyway, but particularly with this Scarface one. I particularly don't like when niggas like change the cadence of the song. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, like say at night I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies getting burned. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like he was doing like some old sophisticated ass. You know what I'm saying? At night I can't sleep. Toss and turn. <laughs> candlesticks in the dark. Get out of here. Body's getting burned. And he was like, come on, man. I need that shit to. I, yeah. I'm trying to rap along with it. Stick I to can't the rap along with it with this new cadence. Yeah, you know what man. I'm saying? Like, this new cadence is too sophisticated for me. You know what I'm saying? I need the, the regular old shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And that that threw me off. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because he was. And then he was censoring the shit himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'd be like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, where he's like, dropping bees on the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? That's part of the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this nigga got a whole another line he say to clean it up, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? Scarface is another brother who's seen the the, the white light. Almost, almost didn't make it yep. through COVID. Yep. So and it's before good that. to see him yeah. out here. You know what I'm saying? Good to see him out here doing that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? The music actually sound good. He had a nice little backing band. They was they, they all grown now. Mike Dean grown. You know what I'm saying? The backup singers was grown. He grown. Which is fine because I'm grown. And he not the same Scarface he used to be. But he sounded good. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, this a layup for him to go get some money. You know? Right. So I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I looked at some old ghetto boys imagery from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Man, they they pulled them boys right off the goddamn sidewalk, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, be like, God damn, like, <laughs> dusted them like, off. You know what I'm they really look like I'm, they're not Some even dusted, nigga. Come on, Some come on, come on, get on over there, get yeah, on over there. Like absolutely. they ain't got a clean pair of shoes, uh, nigga. Yeah, Scarface look like he was four ten. Yeah. I'm like, damn, how tall? Like, he, yeah. Bushwick Bill, about the same height. Right, right, right. That's crazy. You but know, his voice was so big, you couldn't say, you couldn't tell. You know, his it's interesting. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm, keep going. Nah, go ahead, I'm done. You sure? I'm nah, done. Keep going, keep cooking. Yeah, 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 I'm okay. sure, I'm sure, man. It's a conversation. Um, all right, yo, the so. The conversation. And you are in the conversation right now. I say this. Back to the, because I do like NPR. Like, I, I do want to say that. I like a lot. I like fresh air and shit. I would love to be on that bitch at some point. Like, I like NPR. I like some of the shit that they do. I think it is more, um, a lot of the acoustic live hip hop. That shit is hit or miss a lot of the times. We, we you know, you just spoke to it. It's hit or miss. Um, mm. So I do want to say that I want to speak to two things. One, it's funny that you was looking at old um, um, Ghetto Boy. So was I. I was listening to some old. I was listening to like their first couple albums. They sound like a uh, Houston. Like they was really on some Run DMC shit. Like their mm. their approach to it. It didn't get to like 
Because I think my first real where I paid attention to the Ghetto Boys must have been my mom's playing tricks on me. You know, before that, mm-hmm. I don't think I was they was truly on my radar like that. So when I was like, let me double back and, and see what the early shit, because I realized my mom's playing tricks on me came came out like maybe three albums in to their career. So I went mm-hmm. to their first album just to see what the vibe was, and it was like, it was that yelling Run DMC shit. Like, it just sounded like mm-hmm. they was the Houston Run DMC. You got like, that shit was fucked up. You saying I thought it? No, no, no. I ain't saying it was, well, <laughs> I'm not saying it was fucked. I'm not, it's not really, I guess it's a judgment. I didn't like it because I didn't, it didn't sound like the ghetto boys that I had grown to know. It sounded more mm-hmm. like them doing what was popular at the time. Like, it felt like Did they, you see the pictures? I didn't look at the pictures. I was just listening. It was an audio only experience. So I guess, I guess, had I seen what you said, had I seen the, the, You're like, the man, patina. I'm just happy these boys is off the block. Man. <laughs> just, God damn, I'm so I'm, proud of you, boy. Exactly. <laughs> happy they getting some money, so they ain't got to take mine. These motherfuckers was going through it, but uh, I ain't see that. But the last thing that you said about, and see, that's why I don't like a lot of this, 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 this. Uh, this live shit. Not even just this live shit, but this like, I'm mature. So sometimes there are these little tropes that come with maturity. I remember a friend of mine had like a, um, had like a fucking, like some type of luncheon or something. You know what I mean? For his lady or whatever. And I forget what record it was, but it was like a hip hop ass record, but they was playing it on the sax and it, Mm. You didn't need to do that. But I see why you did that, because you wanted to feel elevated and upscale. So now I feel like I'm mm-hmm. a Neiman Marcus when this this is not a Neiman. You know what I mean? Like, nigga, we don't need to hear the, the fucking Quiet Storm version of Give Up the Goods. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, take it easy. Like, stick to what it was. Stick to the spirit of it. But back to the so so like even I think another trope is that whole that delivery that then right. I always joke about <laughs> NPR. NPR right. they don't have that but NPR has this very precious cadence in the way that we're talking about things. You know, mm-hmm. we we need to. And that's what I that's that's kind of what I see when I see and that's why I say the white gaze, like it just feels like this and it might and then like when I seen the juvenile shit when they panned the crowd, it wasn't just white people, but it just the mm-hmm. context of it all just looked like Niggas at work. Yeah, <laughs> niggas at work. That would be a better name. Tiny does niggas at work. Niggas on your job. But um Exactly. Yeah. Everybody acting like they at work, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the last thing, but talk about cadence, another thing. I watched uh I watched the uh Big Daddy Kane Idea Generation, right? Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Noah Callahan Bevers, uh, you know, the interview series where they talk. And not all of them are live, but they've been doing some live ones, but they had Big Daddy Kane on there. And I mm-hmm. thought it was one of the dopest things and real vulnerable and transparent. And Big Daddy Kane had said he was talking about like some of his later records, which makes me kind of want to go back to his later records because when he's talked about what informed, what was the decision to do certain things. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. now that I'm a little older now, maybe I could kind of be a little bit more considerate of the 
the shift. But when I was young, I was like, man, if y'all don't get the fuck out of here with this, ain't Kane. You know, I was it was it nah, fuck when, he, me. when he started putting the taco meat out there. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, it made me uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? When the, <laughs> when the lighting was too dim in the photo and there's a lot of, lot of curtains and a nigga in a fucking robe. I don't need to see none of that pop. This shit, I feel like I need to man. get the fuck out of here. But Yeah, man. Because you, know, you, you at that age where you still formulating your, your right. style. You be like, man, yeah. I can't get with this uh, shit. Nah, nah, this ain't it. This nigga got a little, little slipper sensibility. You know what I mean? You know, when they got the slippers on and shit, I go, hold on. So, but, um, but what he said, because we always joke about, you know, cadences, right? So he's told, I think, the looks for a job, looks like a job for an album. And he was, uh, you know, he had worked with, like, I guess, whoever was hot at the time, Trackmasters, Large Professor, I forget, somebody else. But, like, oh, Easy Mo B, people that were rocking at the time. Mm. You know well, what I mean? What songs he made up with them? <laughs> right, right, exactly, right? So this is the thing. Because I think I do remember one of the Easy Mo B records. But uh, it maybe one of the Trackmaster records, too, but I can't, I can't name him by name. But anyway... He was like, you know, the shit kind of bricked, right? You know, and this was like in the, this was kind of his response to like Kane might have fell off, right? So the shit Mm kind of bricked. And he said immediately he started blaming the producers. He was like, oh, them niggas gave me the whack batch, the bullshit, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That's why they gave me the the, the B-level tracks, whatever, whatever. He said he was Mm -hmm. chilling one day driving and like a Method Man record came on and he started hearing like how... Method Man was like behind the beat, you know what I mean? Like he laid mm-hmm. back in the, you know, and he was listening to Nas. He was like, you know, this is like the weed smoking era. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. funny. But then um Shit. he was like, he said, at that moment I realized it wasn't it wasn't them, it was me. <laughs> it was like my cadence. <laughs> my cadence is I, I'm still rapping like a nigga from the 88. You know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. I cause Cause your fan might have had that realization before you. Cause I was like, you know, you mm-hmm. you see the shit shift. But then what was crazy was he was like, yo, so then I just started, he said he started, he went up, I think he went to Harlem singing out with some crew of rappers. He said, I bring like a fit to Hanny and some 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 mm-hmm. some blunts mm-hmm. and we just chill on the corner and just just rap, just be cipher it. Like he basically went to school, went to the learning annex. For the new flow. And I was like, man, right. I like that because, you know, arguably Kane was one of the illest ever. You know what I'm saying? And then he kind of wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't keep in step with the times. He kind of fell behind the times. And a lot of times, you know, your ego could have you, um, you know, resistant to change. And the fact that he was like open and vulnerable enough and aware enough to say, yo, you know what? Let me, let me shift this. Let me humble up and, and, and go see the new generation and, and kind of take some critique and some guidance. I was like, all right, bad, bad. I fuck with that. You know what I mean? So it was cool. That's what, I mean, Kane was always a cool gentleman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, you know, I seen a piece of that where he was expressing some humor that you don't really get to see out of, right. out of big daddy Kane. You know what I'm saying? I don't I, know. I say it all the time. I was, I fashioned myself as the light skinned Big Daddy Kane back where I was, you know what I'm saying? When I was coming up. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when you do that, you can't go taco meat for him. You're like, oh, wait a minute now. Right. 
Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, man. I, I wasn't, I'm not following you there, Kane, but God damn. So, um, you know, I appreciate it. I don't know if he ever made it out of that, though, out of his learning that X era. Nah. I nope. appreciate it. He he can rap. Like, he could, he, he don't sound super dated when he raps. Like, when he, like, he had a record, uh, I think it was called Platinum Plus. It had a record with him and Big L. And it still sound a little like Kane. You know, the voice and the, the flow wasn't, you know, he ain't going to turn into Nas. But it sounded a little bit more relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like, he still sounds like somebody from back then. It's, re- it's really hard. It's really hard to, like, mm-hmm. transcend era, you know. Right. Um Cause that should be it be on you, like you know what I'm saying. The way you hear, the way you see, the way you move mm-hmm. comes from the era you come from. You know what I'm right. saying? Like yo, the way you talk, like you still hear things in a certain way. You know what I mean? You hear yeah. your mama voice, or you hear your uncles talking. You hear, you know what I mean? Even that ain't your era. It still informs you. Mm-hmm. The next generation don't be informed by that shit. Like me, I'm informed by niggas who be like Jive Tacky, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit shit right. like that. Like, so the next my son, them, they ain't never heard nobody even say that type shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That sound like slave shit, damn near. <laughs> right. Like, what? Yeah. Jive Turkey. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know that's real. So so the way they create is gonna be a whole lot different, man. The best thing you could do is is find your space, man, and learn how to get people to understand your space. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it, it's hard because, like, sometimes you're in an era where you don't have all the, the things that tr- that translated with you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you say Run DMC, like, of course, they was the leaders of the pack, but they stuff – hasn't really translated as well because, mm-hmm. you know, to me, my own theory on that is that the drums and the patterns that they use were so much different that it didn't, people didn't adopt those drums and patterns that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't have much 808s in the early years. They did. They was partial inventors of bringing out the 808, but they didn't stick with it. You know what I'm saying? Which probably would have been their saving moving to the future, Grace. Mm. Yeah. I've also realized as I've gotten older, like, my classics aren't the next generation's classics, you know? And, you know, like, yeah, them shits is like, shit is getting borderline archaic, Right then, your classics ain't even your 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 partner's classics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, nigga, what you listening to? Oh, right. It's true. And then I like as you were just saying this, I'm thinking about it. And this, I, I don't think, I don't think there is anything that is really timeless. We like to throw that shit around, and it sounds cool. But I think a Whatever is timeless is kind of informed by nostalgia and propaganda. But because mm-hmm. when I see people like kind of not even in a foul manner, but more so in a critical manner, like when they dissect things that seem to be timeless and untouchable, like mm-hmm. I've just kind of 
gotten out of the fact of being triggered by that. Like, what are you saying? What are you talking about? How could you ever? But that's just how people look at the world. People look at the world. Everybody, everybody got new microscopes. You know what I'm saying? Some of that shit be looking funny in the light. And you, and you so, you know, it's like, it's like becoming nose blind. You know what I'm saying? Somebody might walk in your crib like, yo, this shit funky. You're like, what are you talking about? You don't even smell that shit because you live there. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a like a, I don't know, man. Recently, I've been looking at a lot of shit like just like, hmm, you know, is that just, is that just some marketing? Is that just a, some, some mythology? Is that just put together? Like, cause, you know. All of this shit is, it at some point could be up for review, you know, like mm-hmm. shit that you held dear, and then sometimes when you just shake off the emotion of it all and the nostalgia of it all, you could you could kind of see, yeah, that shit was crumbling, or that shit was problematic, <laughs> you know what I mean? That shit, that shit yeah. should have been going to be totally honest, which I guess that's out of step, but. It yeah, is what it yeah, is. It, it, yeah. Some shit ain't gonna make it through, player. Yeah. And some yeah. shit just for you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I got my I, I listen to my funk music, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That cause I yeah, nigga laugh. Nigga say talk. No, cause it sounds it sounds so personal. My funk <laughs> music. Man, like, nah, nigga, that yeah. shit sounds funny though. No, okay. I'm saying I got me a, I got me some good music, man. Yeah, some good of songs of, that I fuck with that that yeah. You know, I wasn't I wasn't attracted to like the modern mainstream R and B classics and stuff like that. You know, prior to hip hop, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying. But there was a segment of music prior to hip hop that was like funk and and yeah. fucking um, go go and and you know electronic shit like craft work and all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. That was that resonated with me. And it plays nowhere right now. You know what I'm saying? Like this Except shit yes didn't spot. play nowhere then, yeah. and it don't play nowhere now. I mean, it's a, it plays in its own corners. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Like you play in DC for for go go. You know what I'm saying? The funk gonna play where the funk play at. You know what I mean? But it's not mainstream. It was never mainstream. You hear it in samples, but when you listen back to it, it's still it because it's not mainstream. It never got played out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ain't nobody just burn it to the ground to where everybody just fucking with it. So it still retains its own nostalgia. You know what I'm saying? Like I put, I got this cameo song, not cameo. I got this uh, shit. Ohio players, right? Mm-hmm. They got this song, actually song Ecstasy that they sampled in the Biggie Jay Z song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Brooklyn Finest. You play that shit. You play that shit by yourself, man, you are instantly transported into a neighborhood lounge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ain't no dance floor, just real niggas in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no play playing, just niggas having a good time amongst themselves on a Sunday. You know what I'm saying? When regular niggas got to go to work type shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know this ain't for regular people. This right. is This Sad. is yeah. for people who have made their own way, made their own world. Mm. And... That's the type of shit, you know, I like about some nostalgia is that you can create your own worlds to shit that don't exist in the mainstream place. You know what I'm saying? Where where you feel like you can exist as the person you are. And and I, I like I like shit like that. 
You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't I don't want all my classics to be classics to the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. Classics to the world, they got their place. They gonna be, they got all the awards. They got all the pictures in the magazine. I, I had never seen no video or pictures of Ohio players other than the album covers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's but I do remember it. I rem I remember going to Cleveland and hearing all that funk shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck is going on? What is this stuff? And, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, you, you, your, your nostalgia don't fit. And maybe you don't fit in a lot of places, but you fit where you fit and you create how you create. And it's because of those elements. You know what I'm saying? This type of shit your mama liked, but she wasn't really, you know what I'm saying, able to say she liked this, but she was in there on Sunday night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? That type mm-hmm. of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, it's like um, when I say, to that point, when I say classic or timeless, particularly timeless, when I say there's no timeless, I just feel like there's no across the board timeless. Like, it's like unilateral. It's your, it's your own personal shit. It'll be timeless to you because there's things, there's records that I'll play to this day. Once that beat drop, it takes me right back to the feeling that I felt the first time I heard that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, it, it whatever that feeling is, it's just like boom. It's it's effective, damn near every time. You know, and I realize I can't even expect everybody else to feel it like I feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like this is just, it's it's taste we're dealing with subjective shit you know like um and to that point um i think that is like um that is something that is like how you say you i got my 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 funk you know what i mean i don't even know what i call my shit but i got my i got my doses of various vibes or whatever that i want to hear like that, you know, it's like it's like sneakers, it's like clothes, it's like, okay, I want to feel like this today, I'm going to play this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And to me, it feels like this is how I feel, this is the shit. You know, I had a, I had a woman tell me, she was like, yeah, you play records like my father. <laughs> and mind you, she's <laughs> the same age as me, you know what I mean? I'm like, what the fuck? But I think a lot of that shit might have come from like, just various contexts, being in a in a in a fly ass whip with you know what I'm saying, maybe my my brother in law or like my pops or something like that, and then blasting some older shit that may not have been for me, but it was their shit. But it put me like they the way they felt it, I, it was it was understandable. It was infectious, and I'm like, I right, bet add to you know what I mean. Like that's the memory or whatever, or like you know. Just a lot of shit. I always like to see one thing about music, but beyond how it affects me, sometimes like when I'm paying attention to how it affects others, you know what I mean? And then you take it all in, like how you were just saying about how the Ohio players, you said you set a scene or just catch this living life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like just like non-committed to whatever the rest of the world is doing. They doing <laughs> their own thing. And this is the soundtrack right. to independence uh, on a exactly. on a certain level you know what i mean it just feels like something you know so hell yeah i'm, I'm with it i'm with it and you know but uh 
you know, to others, it might sound dated as shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it like, sounds like it's like, like nothing. Yeah. But they don't have the reference points. You Absolutely know what I'm not. Like, yep. Yeah. Sometimes you discover stuff like when we used to sample and you just dig it through records, you discover stuff that you have no reference to, but you like it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and you have that thing. Mm-hmm. But then there's some things that you do have reference and it just takes you to those places. And there's some things you make up places for things that, that exist. Like, I'm sure the hard part about Andre 3000 is it has no reference to it yet. You know what I'm saying? He's just doing some shit he like. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then it's up to the world to make references to it or put it in places and or him to make a video or, or something type of experience where it's like, oh, that's that type mm-hmm. shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, it's going to work out. And that part of the whole reason he even did the flu down was back to what we were talking about with Kane in the first place was he said, you know, so many rappers when they, you know, they get on the mic, they sound, you could hear the time, they sound dated. They sound like mm-hmm. an era. And he was like, the flute don't sound like an era. You know what I mean? Unless mm-hmm. you're talking to a flautist. They'd be like, nigga, that's that 81 flute. But to most people that listen to <laughs> hip-hop, they not saying, oh, 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 you know what I mean? Like, they, it's just the flute. It's some different shit. You right. can't timestamp a flute, you know? Right. Unless, you know, unless you're, again, like I said, unless you're a flute enthusiast. But um, mm-hmm. there it is, man. There it goes. Word. Oh, uh, speaking of time stamping, I feel like it's about that time that we talk about, you know, raising Kane yeah, in the far TV gizzo. time. TV time. <laughs> TV time. That's what it is. Where you want to go first? You know, we go with the white folks. Okay. All right. All right. Well, where's this set again? I always be forgetting. This is in. Uh, it's uh, by North North Dakota, but it's somewhere else. It's, okay. Uh, yeah, I saw that the 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 the, the, the uh, when I was watching it, I saw that the sheriff comes from North Dakota. Okay. But yeah. I don't think that that's not where the uh, family lives. Dorothy mm-hmm. and her in laws, the Lions. Mm-hmm. So I'll find yeah. out, but it's not North Dakota. Um, I want to say Minneapolis, but I'm not sure. Okay. Part of me wants to, um, I've been hearing that, um, I haven't seen Fargo the movie in a while. It's a good ass movie. I see it's on HBO Max. I might rewatch. I don't know if you fucking with that, if you want to do that. But I think that from what I've been hearing, it's a lot of this season it's kind of remixing a little bit of the movie. Like they sampling some of the things mm-hmm. from the movie or inspired by the movie directly, more directly than any other season has ever been. So I'm a, I might double back and, and see what it is. Um, but um, getting to this, this episode, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was good. Yeah, it's starting to get real now. Yeah, it's starting to get real. Starting to... Um, pick up some momentum. We starting to kind of understand where the characters are at. What I like about these characters though, for the most part, for the most part, nobody is, uh, all the way good or all the way evil. You know, like Mm -hmm. everybody has a little bit of 
darkness to them. Except maybe a couple of them, but for the most part, everybody could kind of. Huh? You <laughs> said what? Husband. Yeah, the, the husband, husband is like, yeah, he's a, you know, he's he's just dazed and confused. You know what I'm saying? He out of it. And then the, uh, I was about to say even the, the police officer, but she's starting to, I don't want to say be compromised, but yeah, somewhat compromised or at least influenced. So we're going to see what's going to happen. Debt. To she got that debt. <laughs> That debt'll have you do some crazy shit and make you desperate. And she got debt and her her husband in there swinging that golf club like they up twenty million. You know what I'm saying? Like he seemed like he don't even he ain't even tapped into what's going on financially in the home. Um, he seemed just as dazed and confused as the husband that's in the hospital on a certain right. level. Um, go ahead. No, I just got my own theory on the. The basically the theme of uh, the season, okay, and with with um, you know, toxic masculinity and and mansplaining mm-hmm. and and a woman's right or not even right a woman's place in mm-hmm. actually willing and dealing, you know what I'm saying, and. They put the two women at the lead of that. You got the billionaire woman and you mm-hmm. got the tiger. You know what I'm saying? And then you have all of these men that are coming against them. You know what I'm saying? In a certain way. And the, well, the billionaire woman coming against everybody. But, you know, they're making various points of, of how men are behaving towards women in this particular season. I did yeah. notice that in, in this yeah, episode. No. Yeah, I've noticed that too. It's kind of yeah, I don't say it's heavy handed, but it's definitely there. You see that shit. No, yeah, it's it's it's, it's for you to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is true. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, they call it. They call it out. You know, you seen um, the billionaire when she's sitting there about to buy the about to buy the bank or mm-hmm. pitching to buy the bank. She was like, "Yo, just because you called me, uh, what did she call me, lady or something like that?" Mm-hmm. She called uh, me lady. Yeah, I'm about to chop 10 million off of the quote. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, like I, I, I'm fucking with her character. I like that she, she just be, you know, flexing on whomever. You know what I'm saying? It's her way or no way. You know, she's damn near. It's funny, like her scene with uh, her and John Hamm. What's the, what's the, um, what's his name as the, as the officer? But when they have their scene, you know, like it was a it was a good face off because that was kind of the first time he ever really maybe he's playing a role, but that was the first time he ever really kind of came across deferential. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, <coughs> follow me. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, like deferential. You know, he even said literally, "I'm sitting here with my hat in my hand. You know, I'm trying mm-hmm. to appeal to you." Like, man, I don't give a fuck about none of that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, look, I hear what you say. One, you out your jurisdiction. Player. Yeah. Two, mm-hmm. you out your out your weight out your weight league. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, shit. She right. did the business how she do it. Right. You gonna take this check or nah? You need a check. You know what I'm saying? Little fuck off money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's tired of this shit. She, yeah. yeah. Damn, going on about your business now. Right, shit. right. I don't even know why we're having this conversation as long as we're having this conversation. Yo, Danish, 
get him up out of here. <laughs> I didn't realize my man's name was Danish until um, me neither, man. He was like, I can't respect a man named after a, a pastry. Right. <laughs> like, oh, and the other one's like, oh, my man named after a girl. Right, 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 right. Oh man. But um, so where it all begins, it it starts off. Uh, the mother, uh, Lorraine Lyon, and um, shout out to um to Nadine, shout out to Nadine Graham. She had this um, I seen her put up a theory talking about you know these are the lions, and then there's what they're talking about um uh, Dot's character as being a tiger. And they saying mm-hmm. lions and tigers have had eternal beef. I'm, I'm not even sure. I don't know about that, but it was an interesting um. Interesting theory to something to think about. So you know, just on some old. I mean, other, do they even live in the same place? I don't know. See, that's why. That's why I probably should even said all of that. That's why. But I thought it was an interesting, you know, an interesting theory. Y'all go ahead and do your own research, and see if that holds <laughs> up or not. You know what I mean? But uh, salute. Right. You know what I mean? One of our listeners. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so it opens up with um uh, with Dot. Being, I, I don't know. I guess she's at, she's at uh, Lorraine's house, you know, resting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Lorraine just like, you know what, man, fuck this. I don't feel comfortable with her around like this, you know. Commit her. You know what I'm saying? Put her in a mental institution. Nah, it was it was a move to to be able to take over their whole shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It, so they both of them had to be incapacitated for her to take over the whole shit or whatever it was she was trying to do. So they okay. was like, go ahead and, and commit her, and then she'll be able to make the move she's trying to make. Right. Got you. Got you. Okay, okay. What was the move she was trying to make? Get the daughter? Hey, we don't Get know Scotty? Yet. We don't know yet. It's like uh, she she wants to take over, like, to be, uh, what they call that shit with the lawyer? Power of attorney? Uh, yeah, to get power of attorney. Uh-huh. Both of them had to be incapacitated. So okay. that's what she was doing with her. Okay. We don't know why yet, but of course okay. it's to make our moves. So, you know, it's crazy because when you got money like that, especially if somebody's staying at your house, it's kind of wild that that shit was just like, it, there was no real fight to that. It was just, mm-hmm. you're just about to get committed against your will. It's nothing you could do because I got, I got these cats here. They're going to take you in. They're unfortunately not going to be able to take you in without a fight. And she told him. She was like, look, you know what I mean? Like, look, I, I don't look, look, I don't like to be backed into a corner, you know, gentlemen. I would hate to have to hurt you, but that's that, you know, look, for real, I don't even think, I don't even really feel good even bringing the fact that I will hurt you up in this conversation because I would like to keep this a cordial, civil conversation. But I do need to inform you that if you do try to take me down, Shit's going to happen to you physically. I will maim you. I might take out one of your eyes. I might break your nose. Like, things, it's not going to be an easy, it's not going to walk in the park at all, by any means. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you see her being taken out on the, on, on the, the gurney, strapped down, but they was they looked abused. And I was like that line, she was like, I told you. <laughs> I just thought that shit was funny. Like, I told you. <laughs> and they was fucked up. That shit was, that was the, back to what Merck said, dog. This is not what I expected. You told me this was like a little petite young woman 
Oh, I thought mm-hmm. I could just scoop up, throw it in the back of the car. Nah, this is a tiger. And you owe me more for this. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think they might need to get some hazard pay because shit looked terrible for them. Um, yeah, so that so, happens. They so take they take it. her in. Uh-huh. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go kick it. No, nah, they, they take her in, and you know what I'm saying? Now she's trying to execute her plan to get away from their motherfucking ass in the hospital. And I had to do a lot of trickery to do so. And, you know, she's real quick on her feet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, they, you know, you got the narrator, the 50 Cent of of, of Fargo, mm-hmm. telling, you know, telling the, the, the side story, you know what I'm saying, about the whole shit. And it's like, you know, uh, women tigers, are, female tigers are typically genius, especially when it comes to protecting their child or their husband. And mm. then they decide that they come in to take her husband. So she she plays the whole thing out to where she's able to get them to believe that they took her husband when it was the wrong motherfucker that she already killed. Did she already kill him or she knocked him out? But I thought he was already dead. Who? The guy who room she went in and she was she had the jacket and she smothered him. Yeah, I think she just knocked him out. Uh, I think she, she I think she knocked him out because remember when they did take him, the mm-hmm. black dude was like, We had to tenderize him a little bit. He was an asshole. So I guess uh, Oh, I ain't hear him I mean? say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to tenderize him. They showed his face. <laughs> they had to give him a little throw him a beating. <laughs> which was <laughs> Which is a funny way to say we had to tender, to say we whipped his ass, we had to tenderize him. But what's also funny is he's an asshole because y'all trying to kidnap him and he put up a fight. That's being an asshole, mm-hmm. which is funny. But then another thing, a note on the narration, that's Jason Sportsman. And what I noticed, I heard recently that um, with these Fargos, so it's like the protagonist from the last season narrates mm-hmm. the next season. Oh. So. Yeah, so that's he was on the Chris Rock season, you know. Nigga employed. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, like kind of like how HBO would do that. Yo, make sure your number's still the same. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, so yeah, they they, they tapped his jaw a couple times. He's still alive, Mm -hmm. but they they took him out of there, got the wrong guy. Um, She dipped out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Then old yeah. Roy just show up to the house to have his conversation with his hat in his hand. Uh-huh. Funniest thing about that that conversation, dog. Uh-huh. Oh, old girl hit him with a listen, slick. <laughs> 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 listen, slick. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking, but take this check, keep moving. Right. But listen, slick to a nigga like him, he was sick. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> She talk money. She talk money. I don't want to hear you. Your money ain't long. I can't talk to you, bro. I don't even understand you. I don't even understand what you talk. I don't even understand how you got in here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, Plus, your seven years, after seven years, a missing person is presumed dead. So, she, right. your claim ain't no claim. Look at and that. That's my husband. That's my son's property. Right. So, it's interesting okay. that they pumping what they're pumping as women, but then... She's uh-huh. still, you know what I'm saying, selling the old way to the to the old guard. Like, you know what I'm saying? She's my my son's property. Right. Like, like damn. <laughs> which you see a lot. Which you see a lot. You know, um, you know, like as much as women don't like 
the, the patriarchy. Oftentimes, if they have a child that's a, a boy, they'll uh, they'll purport the patriarchy. They'll use that patriarchy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, look, I've seen it in play. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you don't like to be told, you don't like to be looked at as just a woman, but at the same time, for your son, this woman over here, that's your property. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of there's some there's some you know some contradiction there. You know what I mean? It's just interesting to see. But uh, yeah, man, send all hate tweets to D Lemon Comedy. Uh, keep going, brother. Um, shit, now I got down. Um, <laughs> as we see, the uh, local beat cop is is you know investigating the disappearance and breaking out of the hospital. So she shows up at the Lions Billion Dollar Residence. A lot of play at the mansion this week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Keep that location fees down. Yeah. Um, she's coming to try to work her case, which has been stonewalled the whole time. And she, as soon as she comes in, old, old billionaire uh, matriarch shuts it down with the, ain't you in debt? Ain't you a debtor? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. A to tune about uh-huh. $119,000. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying you got student loans, got medical bills, credit cards. You know what I'm saying? What you what you what you want? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Basically. So mm-hmm. shut her whole, you know, shut her whole shit down, make her feel bad about her her living situation and run her right. home. You know what I'm saying? And which which when Dottie comes to take her daughter, brings her to the police house, which I guess she, in her mind, that's the only person she could trust in this equation, which, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, is kind of ridiculous because you mm-hmm. ain't really offering shit. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got nothing on the debt. You ain't got right. nothing on the golf clubs. You know what I'm saying? You just showed up with a plea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That motherfucker already been chasing you. You already mm-hmm. been giving her a hard time. I don't see what's stopping her from just, you know what I'm saying, Taking your daughter in and dragging your ass in, but yeah. this TV, it's TV, we got to see how it play out. I think, yeah, I think she, I think she appealed to her on some like woman to woman shit. I think now we also kind of find out a little bit more about Dottie. Looks like she was abused in her past situation. Like, um, uh, John Ham was 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 hitting a, you know what I mean, with the. With that Ike Turner, you know what I'm saying? So there's that. Sound like she was kidnapped and and, um, and you know ran upon. Probably, yeah. Because yeah. she said they, and she's like, "What do you mean they?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. She did say they. So it's a, it's you know some plural situations going on. Then, I mean, quietly, I don't know if she's seen it up close, but at this point, I think within this little small town. Words getting around that uh, Dottie ain't really one to fuck with. You know what I'm saying? Like she's starting to become a little, little uh, the little gooch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I mean? You don't want, you don't want to fuck with Dottie. Like, look, if Dottie coming to you with her hat in hand, take it. You know what I'm saying? Because shit could get nasty. She's a long trail of uh, tears and teeth and, you know what I mean, broken legs and all types of mm-hmm. havoc that she done wreaked in this fucking town. And this town is small enough to where everybody talking about it. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's that. And I think, you know, again, I think she just kind of has a soft spot for, you know? And maybe uh, okay. even the fact that, uh, I don't know. I every, Like I said, a lot of these characters, they're very hard to pin down. They're... Right. Um, what they what they're really in it for what's their motivation right but there's a part of me that's like assuming that you know <clears throat> this woman ah oh, I have to figure out I don't find her name but she's like kind of reduced to her debt you know right. like the only call she's getting With- about is her debt her husband ain't really checking for her. he over there just swinging swinging that golf cart you know that golf club. <laughs> He, you know, they don't seem like they really connected. He seems like he's totally unaware of what the hell is going on in Dira. Um, and I think that Dottie is probably the only person that kind of uh, sees some value in her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sees her for more than what she owe. And also, like, gives her an opportunity to be like, yo, can you help me? You know? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like... Everybody else kind of looking like you can't do shit for me. You can't even help yourself. So maybe there's somebody that. need her. Yeah, somebody need her. She feels necessary to somebody, and not not necessary just to go ahead and pay this bill. You know, right? So well, yeah. Well, there's that. You know, what I'm saying it's getting good. You know, what I'm saying yeah. is they 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 stitching it together good. You know, what I'm saying you got old Wesley Snipes. Look alike, look alike, right? <laughs> yes, yo, I thought the same thing. Little great value, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, man. Yeah, I saw that, man. I was like, "What's going on, man?" Yeah, and uh, John Hamm disrespecting him on some real jailhouse shit when he kissed at him when he walked by. I was like, "Oh, damn, this cat is." Oh no, no, shit. not him. The other one. The other one. That's with uh, Roy. That oh, was in the truck. Oh, you calling him Wesley Snipes? Yeah, that's more Lance Reddick. <laughs> I call, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think the other cat, the the cat that's working with um with Lorraine and them, is like a little fake Wesley Snipes looking cat, like mm-hmm. a light skinned Wesley Snipes a little bit. Same little Wesley Snipes fro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, check that out next time you watch. That's who I thought you was talking about. Nah, oh, okay. I, I mean when I looked into the when they first showed up in the truck, and he was uh-huh. like, "Give the phone to, to Young Wesley or whatever uh-huh. his name was." Oh, okay, I was yeah. like, "That nigga is that Wesley?" Nah, that ain't Wesley. Nah, 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 nah. yeah, that was funny too when he gave him the phone. He ain't even speak. He just, I right, bet, and hey, you stay in the car. <laughs> You stay in the car. <laughs> That's all he had to say. <laughs> yes, to keep him in Tell the that car. little nigga to stay in the car. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, I got it. No problem. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, that, Wasn't no Merc in the in this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it should be cool. Uh, let's take it to Southside. Yeah, it's a good episode. Let's it was a see. Good episode. Let's see. Southside. Uh-huh. Southside. Open for business. Episode three. Uh huh. That the name of the episode? Yeah, open for business. That's okay. you know, representative okay. of Kane and his new venture. Right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I guess we in Queens, Southside. Um, uh, you know, as we as it starts off, you know what I'm saying, we get straight to Ronnie settling short debts. You know what I'm saying? These ain't even old debts. This is just a debt from a couple hours ago. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? You think it was that same well, night? I don't know if it was the same night, but goddamn. Yeah. The next scene he was in, he was, you know what I'm saying, smashing the nigga head in. Right, right. <laughs> so the very it. next scene yeah. from Ronnie for Ronnie is the murder of the security guard who questioned his uh, his his fashion gear uh-huh. <laughs> coming out of prison. Yeah. We seen this coming. We seen this coming. Oh, yeah, this yeah. Is I mean, payoff. he was stewing yeah. about this the whole right. time. So uh-huh. Ronnie ain't got shit else to do but uh Stew, you know what I'm saying? It's time yeah. for it's time for this nigga to get his own spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Come on, Ronnie, you you wilding out now. Yeah, this you nigga got my right wife making making the old lady uncomfortable. Right. Come on now. You know that's he rule might be one. with his side, bitch. Come on, Ronnie. What are you Ronnie doing? Dropping dime, dry <laughs> snitching. Now I'm really he looking at you. Right? He was just straight up. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's you true. Super that? snitching. Yeah. And he threatened he threatened Unique's new piece. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know what I'm saying? He probably knew that he was hitting when he said, I should have killed her in the streets. Maybe it's about time to do that now. Yeah. He looked at yeah. he's probably seen the look on Unique's face, like, come on, man, that's my yeah, time back. You know? Yeah. And he got that little Michael Myers hover. Like when he was right. hovering around Canaan and um, Famous. He just right. across the street. You know what I mean? Not even right. being like in the cut or nothing. He's just, just there. Like looking right wild. Mm-hmm. The same leaves on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it looked like Unique might be really into Rocky. Oh, but see, yeah, it looked like it. Looked like it. He's been... This is like the second time. What what makes you say that? Because I got something that makes me kind of feel that too. What what made you say well, that? Well, I, I I don't know. It just feel that way. And I know that they did that. They showed that one little face after he got up out of bed and left, put his leather uh-huh. pants back on. Uh-huh. Rock <laughs> had that face. That Rock had that face like, all right, little nigga. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Take it easy. <laughs> and she kind of let him know. Him <laughs> yeah, look, look. Yeah, like she ain't walk up to the door. Nigga, you find your way out. Look, nobody is going to fuck with what I do. Like, nobody going to have no right, Nobody going to change me. Not at all, young man. She hit him with the, and then he hit her with the real tender kiss at the end. And right. then... There's moments where I ain't know you was a butterscotch girl or um a, a butter but a pecan, pecan girl, and then it was the other thing where he was like, "Yo, you can't even let me get comfortable." Like he want to mm-hmm. damn near move in. Like he don't got a a, a fucking wife and a son. He want right. to really lay up. She's like, "Look, bro, ain't nobody gonna get comfortable with here but me <laughs> and my son. I'm trying to. I'm I'm telling you." I'm keeping it 100. I'm being honest about where you stand. This is cool mm. for the moment. You know what I'm saying? Funny enough, her arm is right back. Like, before her arm was in the sling and all of that shit, her arm right on back now. I mean, so, um, Marvin ain't got no no sense of being shot in the belly. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> some good doctors out there. Nigga, they, they move like Tyreek. Nigga out here. They got, yeah, they got we'll move like Wolverine. They got adamantium. <laughs> Them motherfuckers is good as hell. But uh, yeah, I think he is. I think he's um, he catch your feelings low key. You know what I mean? Like he he kind of he wide open off of Rocky. He probably been open off of her for a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because she kind of been moving like a boss. She a little mm-hmm. older. She's a little established. A little bit more established. Um, I I thought it was cool though. Not cool, but 
maybe surprising a little bit. Not even surprising because he seemed like he's above board, but thought it was cool that he told her, look, I'm jumping into business with Stefano, just FYI. And she don't seem mm-hmm. like she really was tripping. She's like, all right, you move fast, you know. Yeah, but, but, um, but you know, she throwing that old, that lightweight, seemed like misdirection, mis- misdirection-ass pillow talk. You know what I'm saying? Got all my money in the storage. Got to find yeah. a way to spread it around. Like, mm. Yeah, you know, is you really saying this to Unique? Right. Right, this cat right. We going to see. We going to yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So what else did you... Um, well, um, <clears throat> okay. You got... Uh, <laughs> Selling you's gathering your notes. Okay. Yeah, I got to gather yeah, my notes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I go mean, ahead. We've, we've been having like an offline conversation about, and online conversation about uh, Famous's uh, screen time. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. How you feel famous again, soaking up screen time for no reason. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Nigga, just sleep. Wake up, famous. I'm sleep. Let's get oh, to shiftless. it. Ain't even famous. He just shiftless. Yeah. <laughs> Nigga, Rock came over there, famous, jumped up with that fake I'm woke voice. You right. Know what I'm uh-huh. <laughs> Good afternoon. Like, nigga, you mm-hmm. been asleep, nigga. <laughs> What's wrong with you? But I uh, did see an image I sent to you of yeah. 50 Cent and some of his old friends, and one of them looked like famous, like a, you know what I'm saying, like a famous-looking nigga. So it must be a role for him somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully you know something's going to turn. The, the yeah. nigga is taking these orders on this, on this new operation. He wasn't with it, but he ended up, you know what I'm saying, being a good order taker thus far. Right. right so which right, brings right. us to Canaan. And he went and sold his new operation with the weed man. So he got the the uh, the messenger man on board. Then he went yeah. to the weed man who wanted to fuck with them like that to convince him, you know what I'm saying, in his Canaan convincing way of everything's going to be lovely. You're going to make three times. It's all, all money, baby. It's all money. So Speaking of that. Convinced- mm-hmm. Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead no, go no, ahead. I'm good, go, good, go ahead. Well, speaking of that and famous... He uh, kind of low key slapped the shit out of famous. Let him know, oh, yeah, you in business with me, pop. I don't know what you thinking about. Don't go fill out no other applications or don't yeah. have no look. This this is how it's gonna be. You know what I mean? You you Smack them up. If you let, let her in again, I'm gonna fuck mm-hmm. you up. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So that that was the worst. You hate that part. You don't like that. Yeah. So he getting, getting you know. Fuck me up like that. Yeah, man. Live in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's some shit. Damn, nigga. Uh uh. Yeah, man. He punking him. Um, You got that juke preparing for her her singing audition. Uh Lou is in the mix. They making a good hit. You know what I'm saying? Sound like something. You know what I mean? Fucking juke singing her ass off like she was just a Queens Queens Mary J over there. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? They feeling good. Mar- uh, got down. Marvin is a proud ass daddy supporting everything. Nigga is doing. That nigga got more heart than everybody. <laughs> that nigga got people to take care of. This nigga got a kid he trying to raise. This nigga is saving right. old motherfuckers from the from the base heads of robberies. This nigga is doing a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like they could have gave famous some of these activities and shit. 
Yeah, yeah, no, he definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marvin is getting a lot of playing time this season. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, this nigga, his, his character is deep, you know what I'm saying? He had to go say the nigga from the village voice from his crackhead friends, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't get yeah. that. Well, who is this guy? I don't know. We don't know yet. I don't know oh, if that's okay, his, okay. his daddy. I don't know if that's his, I don't know. Shit. Yeah, I think he had to go was- save. That was random. That was a random save, and then with the village voice badge, yeah, that was random as hell. Um, uh, you know, it, it was supposed to be. I guess it was supposed set to be set up, up that where, yeah. you know, what I'm saying we got this guy. We never seen him before, but he said you the only nigga that's gonna come pay us this money. Right. We also got some insight on their father. Find out wow. their pops. You know what I mean? Was a musician, like a blues mm-hmm. man or whatever. And, um, you know, he was a drunk. You know what I mean? Right. Kind of threw his life away seemingly per Lou, you know? Because uh, mm-hmm. Lou, damn near shadowing what his father did, he um, wound up getting drunk at some spot. He was hanging out with Marvin. Marvin had to go save my man from the Village Voice. So he said, Lou... Be cool. Don't wild out. Blah, blah, blah. But I guess Lou's still grieving, even though he got a little, you know, he been in the studio. Lou's still grieving. Maybe that's his inspiration. You know what I'm saying? So he getting drunk some more. Uh, Sloppy. Steps out. Winds up stumbling into a little dive bar. Because I guess he hears some music playing. Some little fake Daz effects cats. Nah, you know, it was his was, daddy. First, he went in there, he heard his daddy. Oh, right. He was like, yo, what you doing playing? Yeah, da-da-da-da-da. How you know such and such? Yeah, he heard his right. pops. Yeah, he heard his pops. Yeah. That's when he went in there and fucking Bonnie Raitt was behind the counter. And she was like, <laughs> what you know about whomever, whomever? <laughs> Lou's father. Lou was like, that's my father. It's like, really? That's my father. Yeah, that's my father. Oh, he was one of the best. He wasn't shit. You know what I'm saying? So then, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's that little stand-up. She know he stepped, he stumbled in. She hit him with about a four-piece. Mad whiskey. Here you go. He throwing this shit back. So he gotta be stupid sloppy. You know what I mean? Fucking Nas effects over there. They up on stage. And then uh somebody, one of the some, you know, white dude. Was kind of who probably wanted to hear, you know, some uh, Springsteen or something like that. Was like, yo, <laughs> get this shit out of here. Get exactly. this iggity shit out of here. Get this iggity bullshit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious. Which I'm sure Dazz Effects probably had to fight against <laughs> coming up. You know what I mean? Not even, even just that's for how white niggas people. Was talking his old bump stickity bump stickity ass. <laughs> bullshit out of here. Which is fucking horrible because they made some good ass albums, man. Dead ass, especially dead serious. They, um, they had, they had, they had their own movement, man. It was the jump, jump era, man. It was a lot of foosh nickings and yeah, of yeah. There's a whole lot of tongue twisting and all. A lot that. of little regular, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up suicide, actually. That was the one. That was Pete Rock was on that shit. But anyway, um. So Lou, they they the ones who cadence didn't make it, dog. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said they the ones that what? They they cadence didn't make it, dog. 
Nah, it was too. It was too specific. It was you way try that too shit now, day nigga. Be like, God damn, nine to two. <laughs> they gonna place you immediately. It's like you got a calendar on your chest, <laughs> nigga. Nigga got a Miskeen shirt on. Um, but yo, so they he could walked over there. He want to be the enforcer. You know what I'm saying? He wind up beating a nigga up. Get thrown into jail, you know what I'm saying? The drunk tank. And of course, he's in a drunk tank when jukebox needs him most. You know wow. what I'm saying? And and Marvin trying to hit her with the encouragement. You know what I mean? She go to the mic and then uh, you know, she hit her with the acapella and they hit her with the with the industry. Okay. Yep. That's enough. Take I it mean, easy. Mid yeah. mid got down. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Opening salvo. Still, still, still on the climb of the high note. Ain't even get to the highest of the high note. She's still in the middle. This shit was nap. Next. Next her ass up out of there. Um, look like jukebox. I don't know if this is going to pay off into anything, but it looked like um, one of the ladies kind of flirted with her a little bit in the um, in the um, bathroom. Okay, Polo. Yeah, one of the other singers. Well, one singer came in talking shit like, y'all wrap it up, it's over. Don't even worry about it. Ain't nobody gonna get this shit. You know what I'm saying? But then other joint, I think she dropped something. Jukebox dropped some shit. And then she was like, oh, okay, Polo. Or some shit like that. Little, little flirty <laughs> flirt. You know what I mean? So who knows? Maybe Jukebox gonna have another love interest. But um, either that or Juke about to. We still, because we all know Juke gonna wind up as the cop. So I yeah. think everybody's Dirty waiting for the old mm, <laughs> Yeah, everybody waiting for the big turn. So that's her shit. Um, Howard had to pull up on uh, what's his name? Brooks's is it Brooks? Brooks's um, ex is it Buford? Yeah. What's the what's the girl's name? The other oh, police. Yeah, the other <laughs> exactly they had to pull up on her ex. Like yo. Look, you know, I mean, I know, I know you out here sniffing around, but you look, we don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just do us a favor. Don't stop sniffing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, shit is, it is what it is. And, you know, and she, she played her whole hand. Well, Brooks told me that however, however she go is not really what it was. You don't tell a motherfucker that just killed your home girl. Cause now he might have to kill you just to, you know. You a loose end, uh, and you she, showed she yourself. on to him now. He played his hand. He, they both played their hand. Yeah, yeah. He should have. He should have chilled. He should have chilled. But you know, he don't. He don't. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, is this his first murder? You know that ain't his first fucking murder. That's the first. No, one but we you. Seen. Mean, I mean, like intentional <laughs> murder. <laughs> you, know, you know, man. Is this not? Is he got another murder? He's got a body on the show. I don't think so, but he's so okay. dirty. We know he's been no, dirty. No, of course. He's a dirty cat. Yeah, yeah, so I guess. And he did do the murder real cool. He's just real desperate in, in the way of keeping it quiet, I guess. Yeah, he definitely he definitely busted down and, and kept it kept it pushing. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think, is there anything else that we're missing? Um, the fish man got arrested. You know what I'm saying? They sniffing uh, around, just letting us know the feds is in Queens now. Right, yeah, you know the saying? feds is in Queens heavy. Yeah, they got the fish man. He walked though. He wound up walking. Uh, who else? Anything else? We talked about Marvin. 
Marvin and trying to console you, Box. Uh, Lou, get out of jail. Oh, wait, what did Lou do when he got out of jail? He called Marvin. Marvin was Oh, like, he went to yeah. apologize to old, old girl. So, yeah. And, and then try to get a, a, you know, a, little, a little hookup. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me be the promoter, enforcer. Right. Trying right. to get in on the business. Just like Rock uh, looking like she about to get in on the building business of the uh, beauty beauty house. Right. Right, about to buy that off the the lady. Yeah. Um, I don't know what. Oh, and then um, oh right, and then uh, unique opened up the Chinese food restaurant. About to link up with the Chinese cats at the Chinese food restaurant. Right. Remember right, that? Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause he down with the Italians now, so he's gonna be doing that. And then we're gonna see what happened with old crazy ass Ronnie. He's he's definitely about to start wilding out. Something's gonna have yeah, to come to a head. Have to kill Ronnie, motherfucking. Yeah, ass. he's gonna be unique <laughs> or Canaan or whatever. Yo, I sent you the joke. You ever see? I, I think I said it to you. You see this? Um, is this kid on on Instagram or TikTok that do the little Canaan um impression? Oh like, no, nah, I didn't see that. Fuck with my mother. <laughs> I'm fuck with my mother. Yeah, that shit is wild, silly man. It's like this nigga <laughs> playing ball, and <laughs> niggas like. He he make a shot at uh and the kid was supposed to, you know, pass him the ball back, give him the re you know, rebound the ball, throw it back to him. He made the shot. He's like, yo, pass me the rock. He's like, yo, dude, what you say about rock, nigga? I don't fuck with my mother. <laughs> but the shit is so over the top, but it's like it's it's funny as shit, man. I'm fine that shit. Put that shit on the page or something. It's silly. Uh I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it for the for what's going on in in um in the in in Southside. You got any Southside? Huh? In the world of Southside. Yeah. You got any predictions? Anything you want predictions on? Other either than show? you know, I mean, it's just so all over right now. You know, of yeah. course, Kanan gonna run into some shit where he gonna have to get himself up out of. You right. know, what I'm saying we gonna see why how famous earning screen time. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying rock. Pulling something slick on everybody. Yeah. Now, we don't know yet, but it's something slick. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She had a nice outfit on this week. You know what I'm saying? So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Big, big feathery, feathery hair with the, you know what I'm saying? With the blood, yeah. the, the blood outfit on. Hilarious. Was, she stayed coming through with some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, that motherfucking range. That range yeah. is my shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Italians, you know, unique. I don't have no predictions other than Ronnie ass gotta go. Kanan gonna end yeah. up in trouble. Uh-huh. Goddamn Rock gonna fucking pull something slick. And Marvin is gonna be straight tortured, just trying to make sure everybody's straight. Mm. A tortured middle child. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Let us know what y'all predictions are in the comments. Hit us up. Let us know what you what you feeling about these seasons so far. Um, if you got any theories or whatever, you know, hit us up, man. Let's let's keep it going on the, on the Instagram ITC podcast. I believe is it ITC podcast on Instagram? Oh, it's in the conversation on Instagram. Yeah, so check that out. Uh, yo, uh, I ain't gonna talk about it next week, but you know, I just real fast. I ran into this little cartoon on Netflix. I'm not even a cartoon cat, but it's called Carol in the End of the World. Mm-hmm. Yo, that shit is 
It's kind of hilarious. I just thought, and maybe I've seen maybe two episodes. The whole setting is basically, it's like the end of the world. Literally the end of the world. Like, less than two weeks, through, everybody's going to die. Mm. So, with that said, like, everybody is just lean. It's just real hedonistic. People are wild, and people are doing mm. whatever they want to do because, shit, this world is about to end in fucking less than 14 days. But then mm. Carol is just, like, just regular. She's just living life. As if that you know, like if it's just any other day, real, mm-hmm. like real middle of the road, like real, like not fun. You know what I'm saying? Like real uh, inhibited. You know what I'm saying? And then what makes it so funny? I couldn't, I couldn't figure out the voice at first. I'm like, I've heard this voice. I've heard this voice. I've heard this. Voice. Like she like real dowdy. But mm-hmm. I heard this voice. I'm like, yo, who the fuck is this? And it's the woman. Do you remember the drug dealer from Euphoria? Um, the woman drug dealer that like um, hit mm-hmm. um, what's her name with the the uh, the syringe and all of that. But you remember how mm-hmm. she talked and shit like that. She's the mm-hmm. lead character. It's funny so far. It's pretty funny. I should check that out. Carol in the end of the world. It's 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 an interest. I think the concept is is pretty ill. Just kind of like. What would you do? How would you live if it was only, like, less than two weeks to go? You know, right. like, she's still paying her bills. Like, the motherfucking bill collector sent her, like, a letter back. Like, yo, you don't need to put any payments on your credit card. It's expired. Go out. Said so the only debt you owe is the debt to yourself. Go out and live <laughs> life. <laughs> I was like, damn. It's the fucking damn. bill collector hitting you with this old fucking esoteric shit. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man. Check it out if you get a chance. But um, before we go, DC, I'm there February 2nd through the 8th. Uh, Hartford, Connecticut, I'm there the 17th and the 18th of February. And, um, you know, if anything else comes up, I'm going to keep y'all posted. I'm going to start posting more of the local dates on DamianLemon.com. But uh, until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out.